Welcome to a very special edition of the Cross-Border Interview Podcast. From time to time, the show will be diverting from its show structure to discuss the most important issue of the day, whether it's an election, an award show, breaking news across the world, or an issue of a local scale. We will be bringing guests onto the show to discuss the issues that is on everyone's mind. So here now is the Cross-Border Interview Podcast discussing... British Columbia Votes 2020. Hey everyone, we are going to be talking about last night's general election in British Columbia. This was the second provincial-wide election in Canada since COVID-19 hit in March. Uh, Premier Blaine Higgs of New Brunswick had a minority government and went to the polls and won a coveted majority. So the only other minority provincial government in Canada was in BC. So in 2017, the British Columbia people went to vote. They voted for a minority government. Incumbent Premier Christy Clark of the Liberal BCs won a minority with 41 seats. The BC NDP with leader John Horgan, leader of the official opposition at that time, won 41 seats. And Andrew Weaver, the Green Party of British Columbia signed an agreement with their three seats to work together for the remainder of the term. So just a little backstory on that. Christy Clark was leader, was premier after that election. She went to the Legislative Assembly, held a speech from the throne. Premier Horgan, or leader of the opposition then, Horgan, and Andrew Reaver voted against it. Christy Clark went to the lieutenant governor, and the lieutenant governor asked John Horgan to become premier with Andrew Weaver in a cooperative government to not go to an election for four years. Last night, about 45 minutes into counting, the results were clear. The snap election and gamble that Premier Horgan was going on would pay off. He would become the first NDP premier to win back-to-back governments for the province of British Columbia. Now I say that. He is the first premier, NDP premier, to win back-to-back governments. No other time had a premier been sitting and won back-to-back governments. This would be the first time for the British Columbia NDP. Just to talk about this a little bit in depth... Last night, we had a pandemic election. BC election said that over half a million votes had not been counted and would not be counted until 13 days after the election. So right now, as it stands while recording this, we have 55 seats leading and elected for the British Columbia NDP, the Liberals, were leading and elected in 29 seats, and the Greens were leading and elected in three seats. With a half a million votes still outstanding, these numbers could change, but we're going to talk about it as if they're not going to change. So Andrew Wilkinson, the new leader of the British Columbia Liberals, had a reduced caucus, now has a reduced caucus, of 12 MLAs. That's 12 MLAs who are no longer sitting in the Liberal caucus. This is a disappointing result for the BC Liberals. And the Greens had an actual good night, even though they only won three seats. 
They would gain one seat because at the time of dissolution, they had two seats. Their former leader, Andrew Weaver, had left the party and sat as an independent for the remainder of six months of the last term. This election marked the first seat for the Greens on the mainland of BC. Prior to this election, Greens were only winning seats on Vancouver Island. This was the first election for both Wilkinson, Andrew Wilkinson, the leader of the British Columbia Liberals, and Sonia Furstenau. I apologize if I mispronounce that name, the leader of the Green Party. She was just elected seven days prior to this snap election. This was their first test to potentially see how they would do in an election. Sonia only had seven days to prepare. Andrew Wilkinson had been leader since 2018, so he had a bit of time. Many British Columbia voters, as uh, reports from CBC, CTV, and Global had talked about, were apprehensive about going to the polls during a pandemic. But, again, it didn't seem to matter for the NDP. The gamble paid off. The gamble of going to a snap election during a pandemic had paid off. This was huge because you always think that putting people's lives in danger might not pay off. But for Blaine Higgs, it did. He got his coveted majority. And now Premier John Horgan. Two minority governments went to an election. It paid off. The next election is an actual scheduled election that we're going to be talking about on Tuesday morning, which is the Saskatchewan election. They're currently in the process of voting. Their vote takes place on Monday. So we'll be talking about that a little bit more in depth on Tuesday morning. But this, these were two minority governments who decided to risk the gamble, play politics, and go to an election. The Saskatchewan one is a scheduled election. So they were going to be going to an election no matter what. So, as I said, the latest count had the British Columbia NDP leading and elected in over 55 seats across BC. Some notable wins for the NDP last night was former federal NDP shadow minister under Thomas Mulcair and MP for Skeena, Bulkley, Nathan Cullen. He was the MP for that riding from 2004 to 2009. He won his riding of Skatine in northern BC with over 50% of the initial vote. Yet again, I can't stress this enough, there are still a half a million votes to be counted, so those numbers could, these numbers can be changing as we're talking. But we shouldn't know that until 13 days from now. Colin wasn't the only federal MP who crossed over to provincial politics in this election. Uh, the British Columbia... NDP were able to pick up two other former NDP MPs. One with Murray Rankin from the riding of Victoria came back and won the riding of Oak Bay Gordon Head for the provincial NDP. Now, Oak Bay Gordon Head, for those who don't know, was held by the former leader of the provincial Greens, Andrew Weaver. Again, he turned independent six to seven months prior to the election, and this is what caused the leadership election of Sonia Fisto. During that election, during this election, I should say, uh, the former Green, Lib- uh, Green leader and independent MLA came out and endorsed John Horgan and the British Columbia NDP. This was a huge blow to the Green Party. But they were able to make it, like I said, they were are still leading and elected in three seats. The other notable 
NDP MLA candidate last night was Finn Donnelly, the former NDP MP for Port Moody Coquitlam, also threw his hat into the ring for the riding of Coquitlam Burke Mountain. Now, again, this riding has not been called yet. Elections uh, BC still has numbers outstanding, but Finn is currently leading the vote, but with a massive mail-in vote to still be counted, this could be a while before the riding is officially called. So with 14 new MLAs, the British Columbia NDP have some voice, new voices that they can join, add to cabinet. Premier Horgan is going to rely on some old faces like Andrew Dix, the current health minister who has been very prominent during this COVID-19 election, but he will also name a few fresh MLAs to cabinet. I'm not going to rely, I'm not counting out Rankin, Murray Rankin and Nathan Collin to be getting that call from Premier Horgan when making his cabinet. Colin has that finance expertise. I would not be surprised if Colin is not in that position of Minister of Finance for the province of BC once Premier Horgan makes his cabinet. So these are things that I'll be watching for, for sure. Now, we talked about the one one party that seemed to have a really good night last night, but we need to talk about the BC Liberals. Let's be honest, it was a bad night for them. 12 seats right now, not going in their favor. This campaign wasn't able to get any traction during the election period. Wilkinson was constantly on the defense of his handling of candidate selection and an ill-timed leak of a fundraiser for a candidate. Basically, there was a Zoom video that was to be roasting the outgoing MLA, Ralph Salton, but a comment by one of the liberal candidates on the Zoom video had generated accusations of sexism and misogyny. All those involved in the Zoom roast have apologized, but it still did damage. One of the main areas that the Liberals did extremely well in in the 2017 election was Lower Mainland BC, Vancouver, Surrey, White Rock, all Abbotsford, that area. One riding in particular that I want to focus on right now, and I'm surprised that this candidate is losing, is former Mayor of Vancouver from 2005 to 2008, MLA Sam Sullivan for the riding of Vancouver False Creek. Sam Sullivan is a pop was a popular mayor. He did get turf from his party in that follow up election in 2008, but he was a popular mayor. He was one of the uh, prominent voices for bringing the Olympics to Vancouver in 2010. As of last night, that riding of Vancouver Falls Creek has still yet to be called. For those who don't know, Sam Sullivan has never lost an election that he's running besides the for a party nomination. For a full election, he's never lost an election. So if he goes down in defeat, this is a huge blow to the BC Liberals. Little sidetrack here, 
Sam Sullivan also ran for the leadership of the BC Liberals against Andrew Wilkinson. So there is some probably harsh feelings for those who voted for him, Sam Sullivan, in the leadership election that Andrew Wilkinson's handling of this campaign was probably not the best. With the BCs running a terrible campaign across the board, watching this, it was just a terrible campaign. Running a terrible campaign and not being able to capture the anger from voters for Horgan calling an election, I'm not going to be surprised if there are calls from BC Liberals to turf Andrew Wilkinson or get him to step down. You do not get a second chance in politics today. We saw that with the federal election. We saw that uh, Andrew Scheer against Justin Trudeau was not doing well. He had a, he he didn't run a pandemic election, but he did not play well with others. So therefore, he did not win capture the voters minds in Ontario and Quebec, which you need to. Andrew Wilkinson wasn't able to do that in safe liberal ridings, and that's what caused them to lose 12 seats last night. Mike Lee, one of the lead, one of the candidates for the leadership against Andrew Wilkinson, was on CBC last night, and he said, we're not thinking about that right now, but you can tell. If someone's not thinking about it in politics, they're thinking about it. So... I would not be surprised that we do not see an election for the leadership of the BC Liberals within the first year, year and a half. There was no mention from Wilkinson that he was going to step down last night, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. The Green Party also, yet again, while it only captured three seats, it's got to be happy with its results. With a new leader that was just elected seven days prior to the SNAP election, she was able to capture some minds of where she wants to bring the province. It was able to break into the mainland and keep three seats. Yet again, breaking into the mainland was huge for the Green Party. They've only been held to that Vancouver Island, the southern Vancouver Island area. So winning a seat on the mainland this is a huge win for the Green Party of BC, and their newly elected leader has a lot of work to do to prepare for that next election. As she only had seven days this week, seven days prior to this election, there's going to be a lot of work that she's, she can do and will do to start venturing out and talking to BC voters one-on-one, -on -one, which most leaders get that opportunities when they're elected. She didn't. So who knows if she would have had a year to potentially get in there and actually start talking to the people one-on-one. -on -one. But yet again, the only hopeful leader from last night was has to be, has to be Premier Horgan. His gamble, again, of going to that snap election paid off. He got the majority all premiers and leaders want in provincial politics. And now he has four years to implement an NDP plan without relying on any, any other party. So while this is a gen general overview of last night, we still have two weeks out. So as again, we have 55 seats leading and elected for the NDP, 29 seats leading and elected for the BC Liberals, and three seats leading and elected for the Greens. 
this could change. I don't expect John Horgan to lose his majority government because of the votes that are still outstanding from mail-in ballots, but that could drop down to 52, 53, who knows? There are still a lot of unknowns that are happening, and we have 500,000 votes still to be counted. And I would not be surprised if doesn't change a little bit. So with that, like I said, we will be talking about this a little bit more in depth when those final numbers come out. But for this week, we are taking it off. We do have a special election series coming up on Tuesday with the Saskatchewan election, which votes on Monday. So tune into that. We are off this week. And then the following week, we are back with another special election edition, which is the presidential election down in the States. So we're going to be doing that. And then we're back the following Saturday with a brand new episode with Reverend Michael Corrin. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed chatting with him. So be sure to tune in to that episode, but also tune into the next few episodes. I don't want to forget that. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Give us, rate us. Give us uh, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. I'd love to hear feedback. We're getting great feedback already from people across the country, but also around the world we just had a new follower from bhutan so welcome to the follower from bhutan greatly appreciate it uh so yet again i'm christopher brown have yourself an excellent sunday morning and we will be back here tuesday with cross-border interviews featuring talking the saskatchewan 2020 election thanks very much guys Thank you once again for listening to the Cross Border Interview Podcast. If you love this episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast, head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. All the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes or visit www.crossborderinterviews.ca. The Cross Border Interview Podcast was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. Be sure to tune in for our next episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast. Once again, thank you. Bye-bye.